Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you want to call and join the conversation, it is good to be with you today. Gosh, you know, there's always something that is uh, another sad story, just another part of our nation's decline, I think, is a, is a big part of it. And uh, another shooting, is a big shooting in Maine, the uh, state of Maine. A manhunt for the gunman is still going on. So that's the difference here. He, uh, uh, somebody went in and killed uh, at least 18 people, 13 others injured. Those numbers have come way down, by the way. If you haven't paid attention, it was 22 dead and 60 injured the first I heard of it. But as those things go, uh, they figured out, so it's a little better. But, um, you know, obviously terrible. 18 people uh, and 13 others in the state of Maine. The state of Maine had uh, only 21 murders in 2021 altogether on the whole state and almost that same amount on the same day. And uh, the authorities are pursuing a suspect named Robert Card, and uh, some call him a suspect. Some new sites are calling him a person of interest. So I don't know if that means he is a suspect and there's just a technical reason why they're calling it different or if they're not sure. Uh, I feel like they're pretty sure. When uh, I checked in most recently on the story, uh, the suspect's sister-in-law being quoted by the New York Times, her name's Katie Card, she said that her and the rest of her family are focused on aiding law enforcement as they have been all night and day in any way possible and giving consent so that they can go to any of their homes or properties or any place. I guess there's a family farm, so they think that maybe he is uh, around there uh, somehow. So anyway, this is a it's a terrible story. And, uh, you know, you, you have to pray and you have to... Um, recognize that a lot of the arguments that uh, happen all the time are are going on. A friend of mine lives in Maine, and uh, I wrote him to see how he's doing, because I wasn't sure, you know, where do you live? That's sometimes when these things happen, right? You kind of wonder, well, where does this person that I know live? Are they, I know he lives in Maine. I don't know anything about Maine. I've never been there. And as far as I know, he could be there. He wrote back and he said that his family is fine, but they're only about 45 minutes away. All the schools are shut down where he is and uh, many of the other businesses. And, uh, you know, he's trying to think about what to, he has a little girl, what to tell uh, uh, his daughter. And, uh, you know, the guy could be, he's, you know, he explains where he thinks maybe the guy could be. Maybe he's already passed away. Most of the time that's what happens. Uh, there's just, The shooter uh, takes their own life, I think, often. But uh, we need to pray about this and the terror of people not knowing if he's still at large. Uh, lots of stories, like I said, you know, the the things that you hear right away. And this is true here in Maine. This is true also um, 
you know, when you're looking at the war in Israel, this is true with uh, any subject, uh, any anything that's going on currently. A lot of the information you get at first just isn't isn't accurate. Um, it is uh, significant that um, um, they haven't caught me yet. That's something new. Here is the police chief, Chief Ryan McGee, having some words to say about it here. What was happening in our neighboring community, we activated our entire police department. And we sent anybody that was suited up to head up to the, to the scene to assist. And myself and other officers in my department uh, went to all the businesses that were open and told them to close up and go home before we had any information that it was going to come in this direction. So we just, you know, everybody's main concern is, you know, keep the community safe. And I, there's 10, 12 cameras there. And I can say the biggest thing I can get out to everybody is please Reach out if you see something suspicious, something isn't right. If you look out in your yard and you're like, that door wasn't open or, you know, that trailer wasn't positioned that way. You see anything suspicious, please call us um, because that's how we're going to be able to work together and be able to get to the bottom of this, okay? So it's a case of uh, everybody's hands on deck, you know, for this. If you live there, there are only 39,000 people in the town where this happened. He could be anywhere. You know, he could be far away. One theory was he got on a jet ski and took off down a river. Uh, but nobody knows. Nobody actually knows what's happening um, and what, uh, you know, where everybody went. So that's kind of giving you some update. Here's a little bit more from Chief Ryan uh, McGee. Yeah, I, I can't get any investigation details at all, Okay. That's got all the all the investigation details is going to have to go through the state police, which there is going to be a press release yeah. if everybody's aware of it. So. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. Okay. How difficult, and, how difficult is it to find somebody like this that's on the run in a community like this? Well, we're fortunate that we have very well trained people in the state and with the federal partners and local PDs. So it's coordinated efforts, and it just takes a little bit of time. But they're working diligently, and so is your local police department. What can you do for them? I mean, people are really um, on edge here. I, I Rightfully so for what just happened in neighboring communities. There's the things that don't happen in Maine. But I can say to the, our community is we have officers, our, our entire department out, and other agencies out at coordinated locations all through town. If they see something and they feel unsafe, if there's something suspicious, call us. Because we want to be able to uh, alleviate any issues. I, before I was going to meet with everybody here, we cleared because there was reports of shots fired. It, it didn't turn out to be with that. While we were investigating that, we found an open door in a garage. We self-initiated that, and we, we ended up to people yelling and screaming, which turned out not to be yelling and screaming, turned out to be goats. We're going to investigate absolutely every single thing. That comes in- so they're, uh, they're still looking and uh, hasn't been resolved yet, so we need to keep people in... Uh in Maine in prayer. Like I said, I got, got political, obviously. Um, you know, these things used to wait a couple of days before they got political. Now they're political uh, immediately with uh, both sides basically saying, you know, whatever they're going to say about whether or not, you know, guns is an issue. And something I was thinking about with this is the person who they are suspecting is the person who did this is somebody who is known mentally ill just a few weeks ago. He was institutionalized briefly, you know, um, for however long you can do that because he said he was hearing voices. He said he was uh, – he tried to attack a uh, National Guard station. He is somebody who is trained in uh, these weapons and has a, a lot of stuff going on. So it's a scary situation if this is really the guy. And I think that, you know, I'm watching the sort of the politics back and forth and – 
I think that gun control and the gun issues that are there that should be discussed are important. I don't think that the mental illness question, it shouldn't be like an either or. Does that make sense to you? I don't think this should be, no, we need to deal with mental illness and that'll solve the gun issue or we need to solve the gun issue but ignore the mental illness. I think there are are two separate conversations, right, that need to happen. And I want to focus a little bit on the the mental illness. Um, And, you know, the question is often why does this continue to happen? Why is this happening uh, so more often? And there's a lot of theory about that as well. A study came out just a few weeks ago that suggests that one of the primary causes of the rise of mental illness and mental disorders is a decline in opportunities for kids and teens uh, to play uh, and roam and engage in other activities, independent activities. And that since this has been declining over the years, this is something that... um, this is something that continues to harm people as they get older. And that maybe the reason that we're having so much more mental illness, maybe the reason that we have so much more uh, of the shootings, but also more homeless problems that are having to do with mental illness and other issues where there's mental illness, that there is something that's going on from childhood all the way into adulthood. Maybe something that has changed over the last 40 or 50 years. Maybe something that has, uh, has, um, been different. Go ahead and come on in here, uh, Wilbert. Uh, Wilbert is uh, in the studio. If you're watching on KKLA.com, which you can, uh, he's working on one of my uh, computers here so I can take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So I thought about that, and I want to read the thesis to this and get what you think um, might act, you know, if you think that this is connected with why we're having more of these things happen. Now, I think there's a bigger picture. I think there is a a spiritual picture that's even behind this, okay? Uh, I think that matters greatly. But um, here's what this study has to say. Um, Let me just read this to you here from the study. It says, our thesis is that a primary cause of the rise of mental disorders in people is a decline over decades in opportunities for children and teens to play, to roam, and engage in other activities independent of direct oversight and control by adults. Such independent activities may promote mental well-being through both immediate effects as uh, a direct source of satisfaction and long-term effects by building mental characteristics that provide a foundation for dealing effectively with the stresses of life. And that's the key right there is are we at a place where we are unable to deal with the stresses of life. Uh, what do you think about that? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Is this something that in our the way we raise our kids is contributing? Now, I think that there is something much deeper. It has to do with um, the spiritual nature of our country. I definitely believe that that's true because I think if you do not have a spiritual direction, if you do not have a moral center that is based upon God or something above you, something more important than you, then you just create your own morals. And I think that'll make you crazy. I think that will make you unable to make good decisions about moral behavior. And that is another reason I think why there's greater addiction. We talked earlier about, you know, this, you know, earlier in the week about uh, the magic mushrooms and how that pilot uh, tried to down the plane and turn the engines off and the, uh, that 
Alaska Airlines flight earlier, and uh, it turned out he was been up 40 hours. He was having the manic mode. He was on these uh, mushrooms that we are legalizing in places. Uh, you don't want your pilot uh, on mushrooms. just seems obvious to me. And, and part of my take with some of that is, isn't it obvious that we don't want to alter our state of mind um, in such a way that if you're not supervised, maybe there's medical reasons for different things. I guess you could go there. Um, but I think that um, we should have a moral compass to say, you know what, maybe it's not good to make these things legal. Maybe this is something that would be bad for society as a whole. Whenever we in California rejected legalizing pot several years ago, um, when Jerry Brown was the governor, uh, Jerry Brown, who has some experience in this, he flat out said, how competitive will our state be um, if everybody is stoned? That's what he said. And he's talking about, can we even um, do things like, uh, you know, compete? Can we actually even function if we just start to go down this road? Uh, it's a big deal. This study says a considerable research, mostly um, in Europe, but also some in the United States, has to do with children's independent mobility as defined as freedom to travel in their neighborhood or city without an adult accompanying them. Um, that research has shown that significant declines in mental health, especially between 1970 and 1990, um, have come at the same time as parents who are unwilling to let their children have independent activity uh, without adult supervision. And I would say that's true. I I am uh, looking at my kids a lot more than my parents looked at me as far as what I'm doing on a Saturday. I'd get on my bike and be gone all day on Saturday. My parents didn't know where I was. Uh, I always know where my kids are. And I, I worry about this a little bit as a parent. Am I harming them? This study is saying that, yes, it's contributing to their mental uh, health, that there is not independent time, even from a young age. It talks about how schools are no longer letting, how parents are no longer letting, just culturally, no longer letting kids walk to school. My kids would live close enough to school to bicycle, be a long walk, um, and somebody suggested that to me recently, that maybe I should let my kids uh, ride their bike to school. And I think I'd be for that. But, you know, and as a, when I was a kid, though, it would have been a no-brainer. For sure, I'd take my bike to school. Um, now I'd really have to think about it. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Let me get to the phones, which I can do now. Thank you, Wilbert. Uh, Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't buy the, the, the mental illness part of it at all, because just a couple of weeks ago, I watched this, um, this special about Charles Whitman, you know, the bell tower uh, shooting in Texas in 1966. Yeah. If his actions are exactly the same actions as every other shooter, every other mass shooting I'm aware of, every, every one of these mass shootings... Weeks and months before it actually happened, they bought guns, most of the time legal, from gun shops, and stockpiled weapons. Mm -hmm. And most of the time wrote a manifesto. You, those are calculated plans. You don't, people with mental illness don't calculate. They react. Well, but, I think there, there are some mental illness where there's definitely calculating the i would say that 
if you're planning, even what that guy did in the bell tower years ago, you have some mental illness if you're going to go up a bell, a bell tower and kill people, even if you've planned it. There's definitely people who are paranoid yeah. and they have certain diseases and mental illnesses where they don't see reality for a long time. So they plan something that they might consider their own defense for some reason. There are lots of people with schizophrenia that don't commit, that don't go out and buy guns and commit murder. That's a, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that a little bit more, but, um, for sure. That's true. You know, I'm, I'm my, sure that that's true. My, you know, my sister, my sister has been in the mental health field since 1992 mm-hmm. and, and her, her and I talk a lot. And these are just not the actions of men, mentally ill people can't function. This is why they end up on the street. Because just like you say, a lot of times people can't handle reality. The problem, the problem, in my opinion, is one, as you said, that there's a spiritual issue. There, there, there's also character def, uh, deficiencies in this in, in this society. And the answer, and I hear, I hear this all the time when I listen to talk radio and and about, someone says, well, if I have a problem with somebody, I'll just shoot them. If I catch somebody stealing my car, I'll just shoot them. The, I mean, the, we have become so desensitized to killing people. Mm. That, and and I, listen, I talked to my, I got a friend of mine who owns 19 guns. Yeah. And, 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 and he's a right-wing nut. I love him to death. He's my buddy. But he, and I talk to him and people all the time, and their first reaction is, well, I'll just shoot him. If somebody does this to me, I'll just shoot them. Do you think I when somebody this, says that, and I, I agree with you, we seem to be able to say that. Do you think he would really do that? Or is that just well, a dumb I, thing somebody says? I, I tell him this all the time. Listen, I spent, I spent 10 years in the United States uh, Marine Corps, and I was deployed three times. I think anybody's capable of shooting anybody. That's not the issue. I, 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 my issue, my, my, my challenge to him, although it's a separate note, is... It's easy to point the gun at somebody. I think it's very difficult to point the gun at somebody if they're pointing a gun at you. That's mm-hmm. where the cowards come in. Any mm-hmm. coward can pick up a gun and shoot somebody. So do I believe? Do I believe people? And I ask them this all the time. And I'm just, I'm just talking about the, the greater context of it. Is is that I personally would never shoot a human being for stealing my car. Now I'm not telling you I would right. be happy about it. And no one should do. That. I'm not saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like... So do you think if somebody would, though, I guess here's what I'm getting. And this is, by the way, this is not about an excuse, because I don't care if you're mentally ill for real and you did this. It's not an excuse for doing it. I think you should be punished for the crime um, the same. And I I think even these people, when they are mentally ill, they know they're doing something wrong somehow. That's why this guy's running from the police, right? He knows he's done something wrong, whatever state his mind is in. Again, again, that's that's calculated. Mentally ill people don't function in society. They they, they just don't. They don't they don't hold jobs. They don't go to school. I mean, all of us. Let me say this. All of us, and I say this as, as a former military guy. All of us have some form of PTSD. Some some of us are just able to function better. Something so in our life. All of us, life. in some ways, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, some of us, I, some of us can't. Some of us can't. Uh, but. The, 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 great, the greater point, hey, listen, I don't want to take up all your time. Here's my point. I think we have become de- desensitized to human life. Mm. That, we, that we, have taken, we have taken priorities of our own personal beings, what's important to us and how we feel, project that on, onto society to say, I feel bad, I've been wrong, so I'm going to go in, 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 into uh, 
a, a, a Piggly Wiggly in, in Buffalo and kill 10 people because of how I feel. Uh, it, it, is, it, is, it, it is part it, that's part of it. The other part of it is is that we, we just we, we don't see our fellow human beings as human beings anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and couple that and couple that with the access of how easy it is to actually buy a gun. I mean almost almost every mass shooting I've seen in the last 10 years, people have walked into gun stores and bought guns. right. They, they haven't stolen it. They're not stolen guns. Most of these guns, the guys, most of them are legal. Eric, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to move on here. But I appreciate your point a lot, and I think that a lot of what Eric said is right. That you know, this is an issue. A a greater issue here is our lack of understanding of who, our lack of seeing other people as human beings, and a desensitization, uh, being desensitized to it. I think we, we. There's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not sure that he's right on the issue of that a mentally ill person can't calculate and do this. I think that a mentally ill person can do that. Um, it's part of the paranoia. It depends on what their mental illness is and what's calculating, you know, what it's a, what it's a part of. It'll be interesting if this guy turns out to be the guy, what his story is. Where did he get the gun? Because he was apparently in a mental hospital for a couple of weeks just uh, not too long ago. i got to take a break here in a, a minute. And uh, Penny and Rosetta and Rachel, I see your calls. I'll get to you here in a minute. You know, all of this stuff, it's such a frustrating conversation. And uh, But the reality is that, uh, you know, this is the world we live in without God. And uh, we've got our holiday season coming up, and this is an opportunity in so many ways to share the holiday spirit with other people. So I'm going to keep that in the back of your mind. By the way, on that, uh, before we go to our, our break here, uh, if you're decorating for Christmas already, if you are getting into that, and I hope that you are because I think it's, uh, it's worth doing. Ever since the uh, COVID, I started doing it earlier. I want to recommend going over to Aldic Home, which is uh, right here in Van Nuys. They have one of the biggest, most dazzling displays of Christmas decorations you'll ever see. There are 60 decorated Christmas trees and uh, 70 on the lot. I went in there with my family, and it was amazing. And uh, it's worth going over there just as a trip, just to check it out. They've been there for 70 years. They've been doing this for a long time. And uh, they have expert holiday designers. They told me that holiday designers come from all over the world to decorate their trees. And, you know, if you're into decorating your home with lights or with decorations, uh, silk plants, all of those different things that you have, Aldic Home is the place to go for the holidays. And right now you can save 20% off of ornaments, ribbons, decor, and more. Aldic Home, it's in Van Nuys on Sepulveda Boulevard at Satakoy. Visit aldichome.com. That's A-L-D-I-K home.com. Tell them Scott Furrow sent you. I'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Once again... Routine gatherings, this time at a bowling alley and a restaurant, have been turned into scenes of horrific carnage. Doug and I mourn for those who were killed. We pray for those who were injured and grieve with so many whose lives are forever changed and impacted by what happened. The Biden-Harris administration will continue to provide full support to local authorities. And as we gather details, we must continue to speak truth about the moment we are in. In our country today, 
the leading cause of death of American children is gun violence. Gun violence. That's Vice President Kamala Harris, and she talks about that and uh, the shooting that happened in Maine, which is an ongoing thing. They have not arrested the shooter. We've been talking about that, and we've been also talking about mental illness. In this case, um, there is a history of mental illness with the person who is a suspect. Uh, In fact, he had been uh, uh, locked up for it just recently, but the way the laws are and stuff, uh, you uh, can't be held for very long. And there's a study that came out recently that said uh, the reason we have much greater mental health problems these days is because um, the suggestion is that kids do not have as much independent time uh, and they basically don't grow up. I think it's much greater than that. I think it's spiritual, and I think that there are a lot of things taught um, that do not uphold humanity of people. And we're seeing that. There's some troubling polling data uh, that's talking about people who feel like political violence in our country is justified. In both parties, they, they're thinking that. Um, who are you going to shoot? That's, you know, what comes to my mind. What good do you think that's going to do? Anyway, uh, what do you think about this? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Um, I've been the victim of three attacks. Three, and now Three attacks with a gun? Uh, two, two with a knife and one with a gun and just recently with a, a crazy man. That was four. Hmm. I've decided I had sold all my guns and now I'm going to have to buy those guns back illegally because I can't get them anymore. But I'm going to buy a stun gun, 19 million volts, and I have to do that illegally. But why, in the why meantime, do you have to do that illegally? Because you can't buy one that that um, that devastating. Oh, without there's a, there's a voltage limit. I was not aware yeah. of that. Right, a police officer or something like that. Yeah. So then recently, I'm talking to this elderly man on the street, and this man's young man, probably late 20s, early 30s, is walking up towards me. I always smile, and I'm kind to people, and I always say, hello. And I said, hello, and he, how are you? And he just kind of looked at me, and he walked a couple of steps, and then he turned back. And he came into me and said, I hate you. I watch you all the time. I see you. I want you gone. I want you dead. This person on the street says this, who you see all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, I haven't seen him all the time. I just saw him that day. Oh. I, I always speak to people when I see someone. I always say hello and smile yeah. to anybody. That's just the way I was brought up. Hmm. But he said that now I don't have my guns, so now I have to buy the guns I need illegally. Why did you get and rid of I them before? Oh, because I, I, I um, cut, got, they were so big. One was a Mossberg shotgun. Oh, so it, was, it wasn't uh, like a, uh, a conviction of some kind where you felt like, oh, I just don't want to have these around. It was, oh, gosh, no. No, okay. it, was, it was physical. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't pick up the Mossberg and hold it to shoot it, and I thought someone's going to take it from me and kill me. Hmm. And then the other was a three fifty seven Magnum. They, I've got arthritis very badly now. I can't hold these heavy guns. Okay. So I'm going to get a baby lock, a baby Glock. Do you think that we're moving in a direction where everybody's going to arm themselves, like the old west? They should, they should because people, and, and it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's mental illness. I think it's evil. There is so much evil. People get away with so much that they think they can just get a gun and kill someone if they make them mad, or kill them if they don't like them. 
And there are people walking around with guns that you wouldn't believe have guns. Oh, there's a lot of guns around, that's for sure. Penny, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. There, there's a lot out there. You know, I, that's a question I'm wondering is, are we moving to a place in society? You know, where's it actually going? Not where do we think it ought to go or what could be done here and there, but you know, when you just sort of say, okay, well, where do I think it's actually going? Uh, a long time ago, somebody, uh, I think it was Francis Schaeffer, the uh, great theologian and Christian philosopher. I think that it was him. I might be mistaken, but this was in the 70s. He thought that our country is headed back to the Old West and that everyone's going to have a gun on their hip simply because of people leaving uh, the their moral compass behind and leaving God, that it would lead to a violent society, uh, kind of like it used to be, where there really was no you know, not a lot of, uh, you know, police presence and, you know, there's no 911. There was one sheriff maybe in the county, that kind of thing. So you didn't have time or the ability to uh, call for help if you needed it. 888-528-2557. Rosetta in Long Beach. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Rosetta. Are you still with us? Yes, I'm still with you. Oh, go ahead, Rosetta. Okay. Um, my thing is that... Um, I was thinking about uh, during the Ronald Reagan time, we had a lot of uh, mental uh, um, buildings and stuff for the mental illness to go to. But uh, he closed down a lot of that. And they really need to open up the mental illness buildings back for these type of people. Yeah, there was the ability. We used to have a much greater ability to uh, put people into uh, – we just call them insane asylums, right? And uh, you could put people in those, and those were shut down. Uh, there was a lot of reasons at the time that that seemed like the right thing, but there's a lot of effort right now to try to bring that back uh, because we're having so much mental illness. Why do you think the mental illness is increasing? I believe it's increasing for uh, it's many reasons. I mean, people is a lot of frustrated. they frustrated over things that's going on in this world. Um they uh, don't know what to do, where to go. They help. They don't have all of the resources as they put out there like they have. They don't. They don't really have it like they should. I mean, even when the people come into the county office and everything, they are run these people off or call the police on them instead of, you know, get them help. These people need help, yeah. mentally help. They need and so serious the people help. leave away mad and everything, yeah. I think it's very hard. And I tell you what, as a pastor, I've dealt with a lot of mentally ill people. Some of them are very scary. Some of them uh, right. they weren't really scary, but they were, you know, not able to be reasoned with in any way. And the trouble often is, is I don't know where to even help them or how to help them. That was, a, you know, what do you do? Even if you're willing to help. What can you do? I think that's one of the big, big difficulties today. Rosetta, thank We need to know. Yeah, we need we need to know where to send them to. Where we need a phone. We need a a a, 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 a phone number to call to send these people to because they have came in our churches. Yeah, there's a lot. And we have we to don't, try to see what we could do. I you know, with these people, we everybody's looking at each other, trying to see how we're going to handle this. Uh, we, we're watching pastor. We're watching the leaders and. And I'm one of the leaders, so each other's watching each other, trying to see how we're going to handle this woman. If it's a woman, how the women's going to handle it. And if it's a man, how the men is going to handle it. Yeah, it's pretty and, Yeah, and we're trying to do difficult. it in a, 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 a very Christian way. And, and we're trying to keep from, you know, anyone getting hurt. 
Because yeah. we don't know if they have weapons. Yeah, we don't. That's the thing. Yeah, Rosetta, thank yeah. you for your call on that. Um, and that's something else, too, is that whenever you're confronted in this kind of situation, you don't know if they have a weapon, right? I've been in lots of situations where I thought, I, I might die here. There's a, it's a scary thing. 888-528-2557. Uh, is it Siri in Upland? Yes, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. No, I think that, you know, these video games that they put out like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, of kids sitting there and they're shooting up people and planning attacks on buildings and everything, and they get idolization out of this stuff, and then they grow older. And if they have no uh, Christian upbringing, there's no fear of God, no fear of consequences. You know, they don't even know what they're doing, and then... You know, they just, they they get up something, and then they just think, well, I'm just going to shoot everybody, you know? Yeah, I think that uh, a part of you know, what I was getting at, too, with the study about kids and not having independent play, what the study is talking about is kids don't go outside and play, that they, and they right. don't have, they don't, and this has changed over time. There's a lot of things in the study, and thank you for calling Siri on that that it talked about. It talked about there's actually more time in school, so there's less summer vacation. There's more homework, I guess, which surprises me actually a little bit uh, in the study that I read, because uh, I, I feel like maybe there was less, so there was more homework for me, but maybe not. Um, but that there's a whole lot more that's going on that takes independent time away from kids. And then when they have the independent time, part of it is that they are spending time at home alone maybe on video games and those video games being violent. And there are plenty of studies that say that the violent video games have an effect that is negative on people and it desensitizes them to um, to violence. There was a kid a while ago who got shot. It was a drive-by and he was accidentally shot is what the story was. And this kid was surprised that getting shot hurt. That was his, what he expressed is that he was surprised that the bullet hurt. And people thought, well, that's because his exposure to violence up to, up until then was movies and video games where nobody feels anything. Um, all of those things, I think, are contributing to this. At the end of the day, though, there is still a spiritual problem. i got to take a break. I see your calls, Maria and Oscar. We'll get to your calls on the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, you can follow me at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow. You can watch us at kkla.com as well. I'll be back with your calls as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Responding to uh, the shooting course in Maine and the conversation about uh, mental health. Uh, usually mental health is what uh, come, this conversation comes around to. There'll be one debate about guns and another about mental health. This one, mental health was in the forefront because this guy had been uh, put uh, in, a, uh, in the system for mental health problems just uh, recently, apparently, if that's what this – if the stories are true. And, um, you know, it raises a lot of questions. You know, how does a guy who's 
clearly got mental health issues, who's actually been institutionalized to the limit of where that's available. How does he even have access to the weapons? You know, there's so many uh, questions here. Uh, The mental health question is a big one because it's growing. A recent study says that the reason for it is because of changes in how we raise our kids and their inability to have independent play and outside play and exploring and, and going places, even doing things that are you know, reasonably dangerous. You ever do dangerous things as a kid that your parents didn't know about? I don't mean like illegal things and, and you know, drugs or drinking or, you know, but uh, I used to ride my bike out in the middle of uh, the desert by myself. And I remember there was this jump that would take you actually over a ravine. I mean, we all thought we were evil Knievel. And one time I fell in that ravine. I didn't hit the jump right, and uh, I went straight down. Fortunately, it was kind of sandy under there, so the landing was relatively soft. But I thought, and I remember laying there in the dirt thinking, my parents have no idea where I am, and if I die here, you know, no one's going to find me. That was, But that was a part of my life that, interestingly enough, I find that to be a great part of my life. As a dad, though, that scares me that my kids might be out somewhere and I don't know where they are uh, doing crazy things on their bike. Um, but apparently what that, the thinking along with that is that it's not helping that we aren't putting people out. And it's one of many, I think, reasons for the mental health crisis that we have. 888-528-2557 is the number. Got a lot of calls here, so I'll try to get to as many as I can. Maria in Chino Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, hello. Hi, How Maria. are you? I'm all right, Maria. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. Go ahead. Um, well, I want to, you know, I want to touch a little bit on that, on mental health. I think, uh, one, how you are brought up and in the home, I think it is very important. I'm a parent of two, and um, I am blessed to be married, you know, so it's like we set a standard at home, and I think prayer is very important in our home especially before dropping off our kids to school and before they go to bed. I think as parents, I think we need to take a, a good role in that and really, really, no matter what, you know, I think really teach our kids that, you know, through, through faith and through prayer and just, you know, trusting God that things would get better. I think if many, many more of us just focus on doing that, especially with little ones, it could be just a better world. Um, touching a little bit on mental health, I feel that the government is doing this to the people, you know, and when I say to the people, it's like to the country. Um, there is something new that you can find on 60 Minutes that I'm not sure if a lot of people around the world have watched it, but, you know, Care Court, it's something that Governor Newsom wants to pass, and it's a new, it's a new court system to help people with mental health. Mm-hmm. But they're also asking for a lot of money. You know, we're talking about billions to go towards getting people the right medication. And that's what's scary, yeah. that they continue to push the wrong medications. And I look at, you know, just the prescription that sometimes doctors are prescribing my kids. And it's a, a lot of uh, steroid medicine for allergies. And sometimes I make that choice of not giving it to them. But, you know, everything from the school system to our government and, and helping mental health, I think they are not helping it. I think that they're making it worse. 
You know what? Um, uh, I think that you are, you know, you're probably right. A lot of what we're doing is making this worse over time. Uh, and uh, I thank you for your call, Marie. I want to tell people what Care Court is about. Um, Care Court is something that Gavin Newsom uh, uh, unveiled, with, which is a framework to force some people living with mental health conditions to undergo treatment under a court order. So that would be to create a court system where somebody who's clearly got mental health issues can be forced against their will to be taken away. I think that uh, there's a lot of people who'd be for that. And that is, in a way, what we used to do when we had more institutions, mental institutions. One of the reasons those institutions went away, though, is because there were court cases and a lot of thinking saying that that violates that person's civil rights. And uh, there was also a belief that more could be done, you know, sort of outpatient with people. And there was a lot of beliefs that I think turned out not to be quite accurate. Um, But even some groups out there like human rights groups, they are against even the care court. And that's one of the difficulties we have. A lot of people, whenever we talk about homelessness, for example, will call and suggest, you know, why don't we just take homeless people, make it illegal to be homeless and put people in a camp somewhere where they can get help and get treatment. Um, that might be a really good solution, honestly. But the complex part of it is is the the human rights legal questions of do you have the right to force anybody to do something against their will? The you know the scary notion is that in times of tyranny, that has been something that has been used by tyrants to put away their political opponents, for example. Uh, you know, you have somebody declared mentally incompetent, and it can be political opponents, but it can be a job, you know, somebody you're competing against at your work. It can be your spouse. It can be somebody you just want out of your life for some reason. You declare them mentally incompetent, and they're taken away. And so it has been historically abused in some terrible ways. But at the same time, it seems like we're not doing anything um, to find some solutions. I think it's it's number one, it is spiritual. Number two, I think it's got to begin young. There's something happening to our kids so that this is becoming a greater problem overall. 888-528-2557 is the number. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Oscar in Baldwin Park. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I wanted to, I got, got in on the conversation late, but I picked up what you were talking about. Um, See, I deal a lot with, you know, first of all, I got my own mental issues, you know. Nothing, never been diagnosed or anything, but that's why I stay close to the Word of God. And, you know, I do my own little things as far as uh, 12-step programs, fellowship programs, stuff like that. Even calling a show like this actually helps me. But um, just to get to the mental health, uh, I believe, like you said, you hit on it. uh, I think it starts at a young age. Uh, I believe uh, your environment, uh, things you're exposed to. Um, even your own habits. I think a lot of these guys are on the streets now uh, develop uh, drug habits at a young age. You know, a lot of them were the guys who were uh, messed up in school. A lot of them were bullies. That's why a lot of them have that mentality on the street where they, they kind of try to, like, you know, they have that bully mentality in the streets now. I think, you know, just knowing guys now went that path. You know, mm-hmm. they, um, you know, it starts like that. You know, a lot of them been in prison. Uh, I'll give an example. Just a couple weeks ago um, at my own house, uh, my landlord, his son, has mental issues. He has a restraining order on him. You know, he's a guy who looks like he's been in and out of prison. Uh, he went up to my to my door. I wasn't home. And he um, just started telling my lady, nothing too bad, but just telling her, hey, you know, this is my house. You know, you guys ain't paying the rent. And you got to get you gotta get out of this and that. And whatever, he, he took off. The guy, she told me I got mad. So I, I chased him down. I, I chased him down, and, and, I, and I, I let him have it. I cussed him out. I told him to say that, you know, away from my house and that. And I, I like, and he, you know, he he saw I was mad. And he really didn't tell me too much, you know. I 
I had a thing in mace in my in my in my back pocket. If he told me anything wrong, I knew I was just gonna mace him quick. You know, these guys are as, as nice as we want want to try to be and this and that. They're 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 brutal, man. They're brutal. They they have a tendency to do some some way out things, yeah. you know. And uh, I think right now, for an average person, I think we should take a more self defense and you know classes. I'm surprised that's more something like that advertised. And weapons training, we have to prepare ourselves. You know, there is something coming in. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think Oscar, it's probably going that way. I want to try to get one more call in here, Oscar. But uh, you know, the Oscar's describing the situation. I think that a lot of people have interactions with mentally ill people that are serious and maybe violent or turn to violent or threaten violence, and uh, you know, it's not going to make the news or anything, but it's common. Uh, one more call here, quickly. Dinesh in Long Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for taking my call, Pastor. Uh, just, I heard some conversation that you were having just a few minutes ago. I just want to give my opinion on certain things. Uh, one is kids, gun control, and then the parents, and also the mental health part of it. I see a lot of kids in the current generation who are parents, are probably both working, and they don't enough, spend enough time with the kids, so they're either on the computer or on the phone to themselves, the electronic stuff that's available to the kids at their fingertips mm-hmm. makes a difference. From our time to current generation, I don't see a lot of kids playing outside. I yeah. see them inside either on the TV or on the computer. That's a mental thing that's we don't realize it down the line, down the years. It affects the kids. That's what There's this no uh, that's what this study that I was quoting is saying is that the mental illness we there, and this is there, just one study, okay, but it says that the primary cause of the increase in mental health problems in kids is that they do not have independent time to play and explore and do things outside, do things physical, do things with other kids without uh, supervision of parents like generations before all had. Uh, Dinesh, I got to go because we're almost at the end of the, uh, the hour here, but um, you know, as far as it is for you, Make sure that you're taking care of your kids, that you're letting them have that free time, your grandkids. Go on a drive. Take people away from that TV and other stuff as much as you can and be in prayer. As much as it depends on you, as much as we can do, uh, it has to start somewhere, and it can start with us and our kids. i got to take a break. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, the Pastor Scott Show. Get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Shelly, I won't be able to take your call, but I appreciate your call. We're going to change the subject when we come back. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned.